Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working together through the Gospel of John. Today we are in John chapter 11, finishing up chapter 11, and then we're going to be in chapter 12, uh, verse 1 through 11. But we'll begin in chapter 11, verse 53. Now Jesus has just performed a huge, public, amazing miracle, raising Lazarus from the dead after being dead four days. So dramatic. He yells in a loud voice. A mummy comes out of the tomb. The crowds are shocked and amazed. They're only two miles from Jerusalem. And so the Jewish leaders call the court. They have a meeting and they decide Jesus clearly has to die because miracles like this are causing too many people to turn and follow him. So verse 53 of chapter 11 begins like this. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judah. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus as they stood in the temple courts. They asked one another, what do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priest and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so they might arrest him. Chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Okay, so after the miracle, Jesus and his disciples went away again to the wilderness, a place where there wasn't so much attention and pressure on them. And when it comes time for Passover, Jesus begins that journey back to, down the road to the town of Bethany, which is only two miles outside the city of Jerusalem and where um, Jesus had his home base while he would have been in the city for festivals. So during the day they'd be in the city and then they'd go back tonight uh, to the city of Bethany where he had friends and they would stay there together. Now we know on that road to Bethany is where Jesus crosses through Jericho, where he heals blind Bartimaeus and also where he calls Zacchaeus to be part of the kingdom of God. So Jesus has been busy on this last road on his way to Bethany. And now that he's there, a dinner party is being thrown in his honor. And I love Lazarus is reclined at the table with them. Just think about uh, this scene, just how crazy um, this place would have been. So close to the city, so close to Passover with what Jesus has just done by raising Lazarus from the dead. Verse three. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. Now. I want you to understand the scene here. This nard, this perfume, was something that, that Mary likely had anointed her dead brother Lazarus with just a few weeks before this. This perfume was used as part of the burial um, uh, embalming process to keep the body uh, from, from stinking 
because it was such strong perfume. It came from the mountains of India. It was extremely valuable. And so Judas says, why didn't we sell this thing and give it to the poor? Now notice, this wasn't because Judas cared about the poor. Verse 6 says, he did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So Judas wasn't saying this because he was looking for a handout for the poor. He was saying this because he was hoping that they would listen to him and that he would have a year's wages in his purse that he could start dipping out of himself. Verse 7, Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Now, I want to tell you this is important to understand that Jesus is not saying that we shouldn't take care of the poor. This verse is often used to say, see, Jesus said we'll always have the poor, so therefore we don't need to take care of the poor. Because we know the teaching of Scripture is so contrary to that. Jesus spent his ministry caring for the poor, so clearly that's not what he's saying. He's saying that in this instance, in this circumstance, in this situation, this perfume had a specific purpose, and that was to prepare Jesus for this burial. This was an act of worship from Mary. And Jesus is telling uh, the disciples, and especially telling Judas, that there are things that are far more valuable than money. But Judas apparently didn't learn this lesson, because later that week, He's going to sell Jesus off for 30 pieces of silver. See, Jesus is headed towards the cross. And everything from this point forward, you'll see from Jesus is intentional as he makes his way towards that moment of his crucifixion. So now Jesus is in this home and he's being anointed in preparation for his burial. Something that's interesting is if you remember, because the time of day Jesus is crucified, they weren't able to prepare his body properly because it was a Sabbath day that evening. So this process never happened the way that it was supposed to when Jesus was crucified. That's the reason that Mary goes to the grave on that Sunday morning when Sabbath is passed so that she can properly um, anoint the body. But here she is, beginning the week, by anointing him in preparation. Verse 9 says, Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. So now you truly see how hard the hearts and how evil these religious leaders, these Jewish leaders have become. You may be able to understand why they have a hard time believing that Jesus is the Messiah and why they think that Jesus coming down from heaven is blasphemous because Jesus is so different than they expected him to be. But you cannot find a single reason why Lazarus should be killed. Lazarus, the recipient of a miracle from God, is now has a death sentence on his life just for the very reason that God raised him from the dead. And many people are turning to Jesus because of it. So they decide that Lazarus has to go too. See, this is what happens when our hearts become hardened. It may start with something small. It may start with a small sin like Judas, where he's taking a little bit of coin out of the bag for himself. 
But that grows in his life and it festers in his life and it becomes more and more and more until the end when he's ready and willing and able to sell out his Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And now these chief priests are willing to murder other people to keep people from following Jesus. I want to encourage you today with the teaching of Jesus that if you have sin in your life, if you have areas of disobedience, if you have areas that you know you are walking contrary to the will and the plan of God for your life, as Jesus would say, pluck out that eye, get rid of it, because it will lead to your destruction. It will lead to your hurt, to your death, and Jesus has a better plan for your life than that. So as Jesus is about to enter into the city of Jerusalem in our next teaching, I want to encourage you to recognize that Jesus paid a huge price for your freedom so that you could be free of the power of sin and death. And today we have a choice to walk in the better life, purpose, and plan that God has in store for us. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you gave your son Jesus for us, and I thank you that because of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, we have freedom. I thank you that you teach us that it was for freedom that you set us free, that we are no longer bound to the yoke of slavery, that we are no longer slaves to sin, but now slaves to righteousness because of what Jesus has done for us. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. 